or go say get the fuck out, I would just tip the fuck out the door. They walked and looked in the toilet bowl, was blood in the toilet. They said, that's peculiar. I would have been in the house and said, oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. Eddie Murphy horror movie trope clip. It's the Review a New Podcast. I'm DJ. And I'm Will the Greatest. And this is the podcast where we typically look back at the uh, uh, films of our favorite filmmakers and, you know, reevaluate them through a modern lens. Uh, but today we are looking at, uh, requested by Dr. Goatman, by the way, thank you so much for your request. Uh, coincidentally, it really just happened to show up on the list at this time, Get Out, uh, by uh, directed by Jordan Peele. And so we are now going back to, to the first movie after seeing his third. You know, there's an interesting sort of mm-hmm. parallel going on here. Uh, yeah. Once again, I'd like to, you know, welcome my uh, uh, frequent uh, co-host, Will the Greatest. Uh, let the lovely people, you know, know how you're doing and where to, where to, uh, you know, find your stuff, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm doing well. Um, fresh from a weird day of work, I I went back and uh, rewatched the movie. I um, there's a whole separate conversation during one of uh, one of my own podcast episode. The Ace Podcast, where we talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but more specifically pop culture entertainment. Find it everywhere. Podcasts are available. But um, I was talking about how I don't revisit things often, and because usually, you know, once I know the plot and the story, there's not much uh, to to catch. Now, Get Out. This this actually is my second time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen it since I've seen it in theaters uh, or saw it in theaters. So when I went back and watched this, I'm like, damn. It was. <laughs> uh, I've heard people say. This is one of the best films of the new century mm. and and how tight the script is. Um, and, I, and going back and watching, I'm like, it did get better on a second viewing. But, um, mm. but no, I'm doing well, man. Mm. I'm doing well. And, and if people are looking for me, you know, I'm Will the Greatest uh, on Instagram and also Will the Greatest on YouTube. But that has spaces between Will and the and greatest i guess that makes a difference right. yeah yeah same same thing just about everywhere maybe one day i'll get to tiktok but not today mm. well for me uh you know i still enjoy the movie certainly but there were things that i remember like noting the first time that i felt being kind of like plotting issues that when i came back to it mm-hmm. i i remember being like wait no that still does kind of like you know itch at me at the back of my brain that i want to get to mm-hmm. but um like for the most part it, it is a really like cool ass plot but um and, you know, cool, yeah. that's the way that everything kind of unfolds as, like, a story that you're, you know, like, taking in. It's been, like, you know, seeing the where things bend and twist. And I think that I actually hadn't seen it since it had come out. Because I'm trying to remember, like, wait, did I watch it since then? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think this is my first time watching it since then. And, okay, yeah. so now here's my controversial take coming out the gate. Uh, okay. I think Nope is better now that I'm rewatching this one. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I, like okay. that kind of threw me back. Take. Like that, I was like, "Huh." Like as much yeah. as I'm enjoying this as an actual unfolding plot, like narrative mechanic wise, like in terms of like enjoying how the plot unfolds, I think I liked the the ride that was uh, Nope a little bit better now that I'm going so, back to it, and that's really kind of throwing me off. Even though like th- these are still mm-hmm. both good movies, and I and I think uh, I, I talked to this. Uh, Talked to Aaron about this last time. I think Us is the number yeah. three uh, spot of the three movies he's made so far. I, 
I do agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though I, I, I really like us. Uh, don't get me wrong. I really do like. No, it's us. not a, like it, you know. These are the best three like, out of, of you know of the three. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's like it's fallen. You know, the best uh, Spike Lee movies. You know, a lot of them are still gonna be good. You know, like yeah. But um, the, um, to to your point, because uh, Aaron and I also did uh, because I know he did Nope with you, and then he also came back around after because I hadn't had a chance to see it by the time. You were oh, recording. nice. So. So we also um, spoke about it over on my show. And yeah, I think when I came out of Nope, I thought, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Like, I feel like he's genuinely improved as a filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, I think the difference is, I think Us is a lot more meta, the message is, takes a little bit more precedence to the narrative. And I think that's why it has those gaps. But I think for Nope, the narrative takes a little bit more, in my opinion, the narrative takes a little bit more precedence than the message does i think get out is probably the most balanced of the three yeah in my opinion where i'm just like i can clearly see what the message is but also the narrative i think is intriguing as it unfolds yeah so versus nope where i'm just like when i came out of it i'm like no no i like the story what was the message and like when, Mm. when someone told me i'm like oh everything clicks into place right right right. It, it maybe it's a slower burn um, yeah, it's like, but I, 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 I kind of agree with you. It's like I think it's more narrative oriented, so I think it's a little stronger with Nope. Yeah, this yeah. one definitely seems way more of a fifty-fifty, where it's like, you know, you're gonna get it, but but the story's cool. Yeah, yeah, like the themes are certainly like you know hyper present and that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, so d- just to get into the movie, so you know, it starts with um. Um, like for, first I remember thinking, uh, you know, Daniel Kaluuya, as much as I do enjoy him and like the, I would have to say similar performance that he kind of gives in Nope, you know, like he's the same sort he's, of like, he's actually, I think he's somehow more subtle in Nope. Oh, sure. Somehow. Yeah, I think so. He found yeah. A way. <laughs> but like, he's <laughs> the same, like low key brother, just kind of like, oh, you know, I don't really feel like, you know, like, it, like that's just kind of like his yeah. energy. And I remember someone bringing up that like, um. You know he's a he's uh he, he's British, isn't he? He's like black British. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, and so Afro British. Yeah, and so there's like maybe there's just like a different energy that comes with that, like in terms of like you know what I'm saying. Like I remember mm-hmm. there was this mini stink that was kicked up. I think it was like Samuel L. Jackson was talking about. Where it was like, oh, getting you know, I, I do remember. Yeah, black actors outside of like outside of America, can they really represent the American experience? And it's a it, it's a conflicting conversation uh, particularly because i think around the same time uh selma came out where mlk was played by a british actor it there is a conversation amongst american black actors about like the the new british invasion because it's like they're bringing in a lot of talent from overseas yeah and 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 there there could be an issue with like okay with a white like a british person playing like you know peter laurier or hugh laurier whoever it is the place house you know it's like well you know what are we really missing in terms of the cultural representation that needs to be put there like he looks like a white guy this is a white guy whatever but with this is there's a specific issue of like can they really be representing like the you know the um um the, the 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 peaks and valleys of how someone would genuinely be emotionally reacting to certain like 
you know, racial things happening in front of them. And it, it, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's not to yeah, say like because, anything is better, like necessarily better or worse for like racism in the UK. It's just that like, if you talk to like it, UK people, it like, it's different. just different. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just, there, there's, there's different, different relationship. And so like, yeah. is there a sort of like lost in translation thing where like, it's not that they're yeah, like, cause I, I don't like it to be that sort of thing where people are saying like, Oh, a black person from outside of America can't play us. Cause we're just, you know, this unique thing. Like, right. no, it's not that. But, it's but just, are you doing the specific research to really tap into how this per- black American would react in this context in America? In the same way that, like, if you get a British, uh, an American black actor doing it, you know, in, in the Doctor Who show or something like that. You know, it's like, is the, like, yeah, would yeah, those like UK the- people actually believe that this is a British person when they hear them, like, and when they see their mannerisms? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that yeah, same sort of thing. You- yeah, because you can't replicate lived experience. So it's like it's the difference between. Um, well, let, now see, take... I I actually have because I, I here's my thing. Like I, I think acting is acting, right? I think it's like if yeah. you're good at doing it, you can do it. I just think it yes. takes the uh, the for, sense of forethought to understand that. Oh wait! If I'm going to be emulating this, let me make sure I'm really like looking into da 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 da, so that when people yeah. are saying certain things, I really or when I am saying certain things, it really is delivering. Like this is just about acting. I, like because at the end of the day, I really do think yeah. it doesn't matter because it's like, it, look, we. I mean, well, when it comes to big Hollywood shit, like, no, they should get the exact ethnicity for the shit because, like, don't act like you Hollywood people don't have the money for the budget, right? But, like, if we're talking about, like, you know, smaller productions of shit, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you can't necessarily always get the exact perfect thing for everything. And so it's like you need someone who is good enough at, like, being able to replicate it in a believable way. That's how I personally philosophically feel when it comes to, like, acting parts because it's like – you know, not everyone is exactly like not everyone who plays like the Irish character in Angela's Ashes or whatever the heck may have you yeah. may necessarily be the exact thing, especially if it's in a local production or in something that doesn't necessarily have the budget. You know, so I think we should allow for that. But at the same time, no, no, you know, to 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 your point, and, and the reason I brought it up is more so I think that might be the defense that some people and, and maybe what Sam Jackson was was getting. And again, you know, as some of the, you know, acts enjoys acting things like that i i agree with you it all at the end of the day should come down to talent and jordan peele has already said multiple times that daniel kalua is just his favorite actor ever mm. so he naturally is probably going to get a little bit of um favoritism i think it's it's a spike uh, lee and denzel washington thing at this point you know yeah 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 and so it's like for like daniel kalua was just i think the best actor for the job but like to your point take black panther huge production most of the cast is not African. A- absolutely, outside of, absolutely. Outside of like Denai Guerrero and Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, but if we really like, want to take it to that next level, it's like this is a fictional place anyway, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah, so it's like, and, and it's a fictional place, but it's like they, they had to learn, you know, oh, sure. uh, a new language. They had to have accents. And even, you know, actual people within the various countries in Africa are like, boy, those accents sure are something, aren't they? <laughs> so it's like they, they clearly notice. So I, I think right, more right. so what it is, it's... It's like the lived experience does not automatically mean mm. that it will translate to acting talent or lived experience or I mean, not lived experience. They will translate automatically to acting talent. But it's like, but it can all it does is just kind of enhance it. A little. Yeah. So for like, me, it's like, I how does it inform the performance at the end of the day? Yeah. So it's like it, it can just it, it gives you like a little bit of a, of a boost by having it, you know, be relevant to the context so it's like yeah like now the, the in a material mm. reality if we were to like tack something down as to like what would be like 
the thing that feels like a, a thing to me that maybe I could see someone seeing it as an issue is that like he seems maybe a little too complacent as these like obvious racial things are happening in a way that is like maybe in the UK there's a little bit more yeah. of an understated okay it, you know no I and I agree because what, what I was gonna say earlier is that I I would be curious to see what the parallels and experience we might be able to get into this maybe from personal effort that's a little later on mm-hmm. but um but what the per- but what the experiences are like between uh interracial relationships between different western cultures because how they are in america and the stereotypes for american interracial ones might be a little different than how they are for like those british ones I, and again, not saying that you can't have these exact same problems. No, but like a civil war problems. didn't happen over slavery. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that, <laughs> there, that's there wasn't immediate... a, There wasn't Obama. Yeah. There wasn't Obama. There wasn't a civil war. Like th- thinking about the content discussed within the film, it's very American centric. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not saying that you can't do that, but it will clearly be different with British. So it's not like, oh, we had our first black prime minister. I don't. I don't know much about their history in par- of parliament, but I don't think they've ever had one. Mm. So it's just like, that's that's not really the reference that you would get in this movie. It's like, oh, well, right. I voted for the black prime minister and I'd vote for him right. for a third term. And, but here you have the specific archetype of the white guy that wants to seem cool with the black guy. It's like, oh, you know, I, I would have voted for Obama. A third now term, let's right? get into it. Um, yeah. Because what I think is so interesting is that D- d- diving into the psyche of this type of character because and they build it up too with you know the, with the, the, he has the blackest name also can we his name is chris washington <laughs> so <laughs> like that's it's, it's almost as black as jamal jackson it's like wow so so just to you know bring the the, the plot up to speed you know um yeah the uh, chris washington is this black photographer who's mm-hmm. going upstate to meet his uh his white girlfriend's family for the first time and uh you know it's this sort of like bit of tension there like oh do they know i'm black you know and it's like oh you know it'll be fine like my parents are all liberal and whatnot no one's gonna care da, 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 da. and so it's that sort of like you know uh already sort of that setup of like you know the tension you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh they're like oh we haven't met yet what's gonna be like what's gonna happen um Oh yeah, and I also want to just bring up just real quick the fact that like the the incredible uh, childish Gambino song that happens at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember that? What a flashback to uh, you know twenty was <laughs> yeah. it twenty eighteen or whatever year this was twenty twenty. I think it was twenty sixteen because oh that God. song was everywhere. In- That's right. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Excuse me. Yeah, and that yeah, song the, came the out. The movie the came before. out in twenty seventeen. Oh so so Wake My Love had to have been if this was post production. Yeah, and, and, it had to have been like twenty sixteen. And, and I always I remember remember that being that cool little connection of like, uh, you're both comedy guys stretching themselves into like other things. I see yeah, you. Yeah, you know, like like, <laughs> like there's a whole separate parallel between uh Donald Glover and Jordan Peele's career, especially if you get into like how his directing his shifted for Atlanta season three and the couple horror stories mm. that slide into that. Mm. Um, I, I'd be so curious to see them work on a project together. Oh man. Um, but, uh, <laughs> starring Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> oh my God. Daniel Kaluuya with a childish Gambino as the villain or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, if he was like the, if they co-wrote and Jordan Peele directed, that, that would might be, be expo- like the that needs to be film number four. That definitely needs to be the next level. Uh, yeah, it'd be him, Lupita Nyong'o, Daniel Kaluuya would play like... Oh, sure. This, his name would be like Black Bastard. I love <laughs> that we're having this, like I said, new Spike Lee level of like, uh, uh, you know, roster cast building. <laughs> yeah, but, but also, 
and as we get into the movie, I think what's interesting is a lot of these characters fall into, I guess what we would call maybe a, a modern, a stereotype by modern standards, but not mm-hmm. like a negative one, more so just an, an observational one. Like the, I guess there's a whole conversation about, like you were pointing out before, yeah, Chris's personality is very subdued subtle uh, uh, yeah subdued until the point where it isn't there is a stereotype about like the cool black guy that he kind of falls into Mm. i I would say a little bit so just kind of the guy that's always chill always level kind of breasted like nah man nah it's cool we good like it it doesn't mean he's a pushover like he'll stand up for himself as he does especially when we get into like the one of the later in a way that feels a little kind of Super, oddly superhuman but yeah we'll get into it yeah like there's yeah there, he's just like very laid back and he has like the very passionate very outspoken white for like oh my gosh Chris, right. we can't do that and i'm sitting here we watch him like god half of this shit feels familiar yeah. <laughs> and it's like not even from the movie it's like man this just feels yeah. like life <laughs> It's like it's, it's one of those movies where it's like if you've lived the experience like yeah this is familiar and and can we talk about um, Allison Williams also casting as Rose? She uh, incredible. Fi- she's great. She also slots into she slots into that stereotype. But mm. I kind of see why Jordan picked her. I I don't know how to describe it, but there's a certain kind of white woman who you kind of know as a black man is dangerous, mm. but she she talks you into feeling <laughs> safe. I, I told like you about with the white woman. <laughs> right she's she's what she's the one where no, it's no, like but... th- th- that's where to turn a phrase like she's the one where you get that after the fact where it's like dog i told you not to mess well, with that white chick and it's a it's an interesting sort of like um because and i want to make this because like you know it's not like oh you know white don't date white you know we're not on no fair no no podcast. it's not it's that not, right? but there's like, a certain type of the, like the, white the, the the liberal you know what i'm saying yes that's what it is that's like, exactly what it is it's <laughs> Is um what's the name of the the one that made that show Girls? Yeah, that, that now type. you know what I was like. Okay, yeah, we're hyper focusing in Lena Dunham, them type of motherfuckers. Yes, you know it's, it's a le- yeah because you know there's that whole thing with Odell Beckham Jr. It's like that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like it's like okay because at first it's like oh the feminism stuff is like okay it feels a little bit like you know pop feminist thing but like that's fine you yes. know you live in your lane and then all of a sudden it becomes this oh it seems like this black guy was harassing me or, or didn't want to have sex with me and that was the problem or something like it was like this yeah. weird thing where it's just like. Wait, what the fuck is happening here? Why would you be doing this if you're someone who's yeah, supposed you, to be enlightened about, like, you know, it, topics of intersectionality, one would assume. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you, you only really acknowledge racism when it's in conflict with what you want. Yeah. Because, like, think, cause like when they're driving, there's that whole situation with the cop. He immediately pulls out his ID. She's like, no, babe, no. You don't have to do that. Right. And, officer. And, and it's one of those things it's like, just like, bitch. Yes, he's making a big thing about it. And it's one of those, like, it, it's it's the signifying uh, uh, thing of like look at me being outspoken by saying hey no he don't have to deal with that when it's like the reality of this black person would probably be like babe like this guy can fuck up our day can we please just like not yeah. have this be an issue you know like at, that would at, be at, the better thing to do in the moment you know what I'm yeah, saying at worst our day at best my day like, right like <laughs> <laughs> like one of us is not gonna but, be okay but, but it regardless. feels good as a white person to do the look at me standing up and making a big thing of uh, how you're not yeah. gonna mess with this guy you know what I mean like I'm I'm the black savior and and, and it's like at a certain angle like 
it's like you get it from a certain angle, but it's like it lacks a deeper like understanding of the nuances of what's happening if you really care yes. about the safety of this person in the immediate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a white woman that hasn't read bell hooks. Yeah, because it's like white woman. What are you really <laughs> going to do right now? Are you going to keep him from get from getting shot? No. Yeah, like, it's like what it's like what are you gonna are you gonna fix the justicism? Are you gonna like you know change how police are taught to like view a lot of black Americans because like is it gonna be you okay. rose so you and now this is a a minor uh version of that and like you know I'm not saying that like white people can't be allies and things like that, but it's it, no, it takes a not certain understanding all. of the nuances of it perfect example um uh, I, I feel like I always go back to this as an example when it comes to movies. Uh, the Ralph Bakshi film, Felix the, I think it was Felix the Cat. Yeah, mm. it's like this X-rated animated movie. Did you ever see it? Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't, but I know what you're talking. I do remember it because wasn't it like the first X-rated animated yes, film? Yes, yes. And because uh, it's like the early 70s, you know, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah, you know. it was a wild movie from what I recall. Yeah, and, and now what's interesting to me is now this is a white Jewish, you know, New Yorker, you know, uh, making yeah. this movie. And it, it like it has this clearly like white uh, uh, white coated character Felix the cat going to mm. this uh, like he's basically this college kid who's like uh college is boring like this isn't the real shit we got to go out into the world and do the real thing you know sort of like you know white college kid who's like you know got something to prove and is like oh this is all just theory and nonsense then. And mm. so, you know, he goes to, like, a black neighborhood and, like, uh, basically with these uh, ravens or crows, you know, clearly coded black, you know, like, characters. And it's an interesting scene because, like, you actually hear them, like, talking. Like, it sounds like a conversation of, like, it sounds like they went down to a bar in the 70s and just recorded actual black people talking. And so it actually mm. sounds like you're hearing, like, you know, genuine... The sounds of the city. Yeah, like, the anger of people, the, the, the specific issues that they have with certain things. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah. The, the, it, later on in the scene, I know this is a little elaborate, but like later on in the scene, like, uh, like you know, the, the white cat dude like hears all these black people complaining. He goes like, "Yeah, that's right. We should start a riot. Yeah, this is all fucked up. That's right. We should do something. Yeah, riot, riot." And like all the way, like, "Yeah, yeah." And it becomes this whole thing, and then the cops get involved, and like it becomes this whole thing, a shootout thing. But then the white cat dude gets away, and he's just kind of like, "Whoa, whoa, that shit is scary. Well, let me get out of there." Yeah. So you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like the it's the sort of like, yeah. oh, like it feels like the hearts in the right place in terms of like speaking out about shit. But it's like, what are you really doing? Is this just for your gratification? Or do you actually care about like solving the problems that are you know the issues, or do you just care about feeling good about speaking up? You know, in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, there's a there's a privilege that's allowed from to not, like take for example, you know, there are certain things kind of as men that we may not have to think about in navigating the mm. world. Maybe a woman would, mm. and it doesn't make us bad, but it is like a blind spot that you cultural have to blind be, spot. You, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so with Rose, how she's set up. um, even uh is is like that kind of white woman that you know no is aware enough of race that she's in an interracial relationship and knowing that that might kind of draw some attention but also not enough to fully engage with that blind spot and what it might mean in terms of she's not as empathetic to chris's perception of their relationship yeah, she's only yeah, really yeah, keeping it from hers so so it's like you know at the beginning where he's like, well, do they know I'm black? She's like, what am I supposed to do? Tell them that I'm with a black guy? And it's like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know if they're racist. Like, why would you, 
not care about that sort of thing because it's like yeah they it's might like, be like do, wait send have you, them a picture because i as a white like per- i as a black person you know like i don't know if these people are, you know you, yeah, you, when you meet most you know white people in your life as a black person like you kind of had to test them out you know what i mean to be like you're not racist yeah. like, okay you're cool okay 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 you know what i mean it's like, like oh, okay to be in your and inner circle so you don't you know? do and it's like you, you don't do everything like i was like i was at a white wedding recently that was the most days I think I've ever went without saying the N-word in my life. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, mixed company. Right. <laughs> and I'm the only one. And, <laughs> okay. And, you know, or one or two. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's specific, like, context and nuance of, like, converse, conversations that that people who, you know, are of the same complexion will understand because of the shared, you know, things they've had to deal with. You know, what have yeah. you. Um, now, what is interesting, getting to the father... Uh, and how he kind of gets yeah. all of the things. Of course, he says all the things. Look at me. I'm the not racist guy. Because, you know, we all know how this would typically go. You know, the racist Republican dad in, in the, in the you know, uh, whatever the heck. Uh, uh, um, um, what's the name of the movie? I, Guess I'm who's coming like to dinner flip. Dads. I'm you know? a cool dad. Yeah. I'm not racist. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, in the guess who's coming to dinner flip that this would be expected to be. Oh, oh yeah. it's the racist dad. Who's like, you know, it's the Archie Bunker type, you know what I'm saying? But, oh, in this movie in 2016, it's like, oh, you know, we're in Obama's America. You know, he, he, you know, he had to vote for Obama twice, you know, if he could. Uh, And and there's an interesting thing about him saying like, oh, black people aren't inferior. In fact, they're, they're so much better than us. They're they're superior than us. Um, And this is an interesting thing that I wanted to stick into. This thing that like, it is a sort of sticky wicket in like white liberal, like, thinking it's like the positive racism you know like it's like oh black people are so much better than us they're they're more in tune with nature and you know dance Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that sort of thing where it becomes this sort of like it becomes the logical slippery slope conclusion of well if we could just be like them but with the knowledge and you know uh resources that we have then we could be you know what i'm saying like it's that like it's the negative side (laughs) of like oh you're either a white person you know, I mean, on this, you know, fucked up uh, political spectrum that we kind of have, right, in, in terms of the yeah. mainstream politics, it's like you're either the, a white person who's, like, racist on the red side of things, and you're like, oh, black people are inferior, and you need to stop doing these welfare programs to make them da-da-da, mm-hmm. uh, or you're on the, like, you know, blue side of things where it's like, no, actually, black people are better than us because they're so much more in tune with what's actually going on with the system, man. And it's like, it's not that black people are more in tune or better, it's just that we don't have a choice but to notice what's happening because it's affecting us you know what i'm trying to say it's like it's that sort of like it's missing the forest for the trees and then making this sort of oh black people are actually better and more you know in tune with us and that's why you know you end up having these white people that end up like defending people like farrakhan's or or what have you because he's not he's not even like a liberal dad he's like a democratic dad yeah yeah but politically and like even think about where their house is i mean yeah upstate new york the plot unfolds upstate new york but like far out, kind of in the boonies. Oh sure. Removed from like other people. Now, granted, suburban suburbia. Pl- <laughs> yeah, just like a nice suburban neighborhood. They're not in Manhattan, <laughs> the Bronx. Right. You know the boogie down. They're not in Brooklyn. They're not in Harlem. They're in upstate New York. Removed from all, in a nice quaint neighborhood. Removed from all the shenanigans. In driving distance of the things they need. But away from all the other uh, paternal racism—that's the word I was thinking about. Paternal racism. Oh, there you go. And and it goes back to the granddad. Remember when it's like, oh, he was running. He wanted to run for America, and uh, mm-hmm. but then that black dude, Jesse Owens thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was like, so that kind of came up of him like, oh, yeah, you know, my granddad wanted to run in, you know, the 1942 Olympics or what have you. But, you know, the, then this black dude got it because, you know, it's like, hey, you know, he he, he was, you know, he's better. You know what I mean? It was like, it, it, yeah, he was, just, bro, he was just faster. Just speed up. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, dog. <laughs> no, but. Sorry, yo. But, sorry, your bitch ass grandpa was slow. But from, <laughs> but think about it, like from that angle, it, it's this other side of like this is the liberal side of the white guilt, right? It's like, oh, they are yeah. better than us, so it's bad that we're keeping them down, you know. And so, you know, mm-hmm. let me whip myself with the cat of nine tails and feel so bad about the fact that you know we're part of the bad people. You know, it's a sort of like white guilt that I can't do anything with. It's like, dude, help me actually change shit. Don't just like feel like, bad in no, front of my face to get like no, you know it's, good person it's points, sad you know? that racism happened it's sad yeah we should do something about it but it's Th- sad this is the <laughs> stuff for whom like the black trauma porn movies are made basically right like yes the, oh yeah. white people That's look upon exactly your it. evil works because the racist white people aren't watching that this is for the liberal white girl no. you know what i'm saying like exactly yeah and and so, like, yeah, like you were saying, building off of the stuff with the father, even the way he talked was, like, different. And Rose points it out. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like calling him bro and saying, what's up? Yeah. Talk about Obama. I'm just like, yeah. And it's, like, it's so cringy and lacking in self-aware because he thinks he's being inclusive by making some poor-hearted attempt at, like, well, it's a, I guess cultural relata- relatability. It's that certain like, like a, cringy thing, like being like, "Look, black person, let me look at me going out of my way to show you that I'm not one of the bad white people." Like that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And, and instead, of, you and, can and, trust it me. Can just be Call like, me. dude, just be a person. Like, be a person. Yeah. Now, in this movie, these characters have specifically nefarious motives, <laughs> right. which is what yeah. makes the narrative so interesting. This is what I think makes it pushes it in that classical horror thing of like taking this thing that we like as a black audience oh we can identify with and then also like a white audience watching the movie like wait i know who those people are too like you know what i mean and um now mm. it, it does kind of let the the conservative side of things off the hook a little bit you know um but i mean at the same time it's like a do we like i think a movie like this is kind of going like we know what their side of the game is and like you know what i'm saying there's no convincing those people yeah but like to make this side of the table think deeper i think is kind of like what the movie really ends up going for you know yeah it's it's not it's definitely flashing i would say a light um on the one hand you know discussions about like the the intricacies of interracial relationships and kind of how wild those can get but it's definitely like a horror film for white liberals Mm -hmm. because the stereotypes that are present and the ways that the people slot into it are, you know, it's it's not a light. It's a mirror to, like, a lot of people in the audience. To the And, and I was doing a little bit of digging in back bits um, about, like, a little bit of the production and stuff like that. And there were, once we get layered to, like, the, the climax and everything, but, like, there were a lot of people that were kind of upset about where Rose's arc went. Mm. But Allison Williams, the actress, stood ten toes down in it mm. like a boss. And said, "No, no, she ain't right. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. it's like, don't, don't try to put this on the family because it makes you uncomfortable. Right, right. Realize that some people ain't shit, yeah, some and people some are of those people, up. 
and some of those people claim to be on the left side of the aisle. Yeah, but yeah. just because like you only on the left don't mean you rocking like that, right? You know, so, um, you know not every just like in the black community, you say yo, not every nigga with dress for the cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Not, <laughs> it's like, but, hey, look, but not every yeah. nigga with goals fronts is for the fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> the, it, whole whole message is like not all skin folk is kim. Yeah. Don't get caught people. up in it. Like, <laughs> don't get caught up in appearance. <laughs> yeah. So and like and, and Chris is. I'll say this much. Chris's barometer for, mind you, I have a high tolerance for bullshit because of my job, but Chris's tolerance for some, a lot of the shenanigans. Now, granted, he has the buffer, I think, I, and I think this is something, if you dated a white girl, you sometimes get a little bit of blinders because you're like, well, I got my white woman shield here, so I'll be all right. If she says it's okay and I trust her, it's like, I mean, because every time he called his homeboy, mm. he'd be like, nigga, get out of there. He's like, yeah. it's like, Fair he, enough, he fair enough. Half I'm calls you. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, they know it's um, a free sex call shit. Like, and it's just, yeah. he wouldn't know about the specific technology of what they're oh, doing. <laughs> oh, dog. Talk, and, and like, while you I remember you were talking about um, the grandfather. Let's talk about Georgina, the housekeeper. <laughs> which, oh, and, and that's, so that's something that Dean. Uh, oh, God. She was. I, her character at the moment? time when I saw it, mm. I'm like, "Oh, this is good." But then upon a second watch, I'm like, this "Realizing is what she's playing, what character yeah. she's playing, and being and this is the horror." I know you want to get back to your point, but I just wanted to bring up a little quick. This yeah, is go the ahead. horror slash comedy of what I think is interesting about, like represented by these two characters, most especially, but also by Lakeith Stanfield later. It's like the yeah. how black people, you know, it's the routine. White people act like this, but black people act like this. But, like, right. you know, the reality is there are differences, especially in a young black person versus an old white person, you know? And so, like, it's basically the, the, the what was that Chris Rock movie? Down, uh, down to Earth or Down, down from Heaven? Or, oh. You know, where it was about him Something. coming back as a, as a, a, in an old white man's body? Uh, it, oh, oh, that's basically what, what that movie is. I know what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I see you, Jordan. Except by, by force, <laughs> not by choice. Yeah, yeah. No, because remember, remember the movie, it's like, oh, this black, you know, struggling comedian gets into a white person's body. And so it's not mm. because it's not him. He can kind of feel safer to do comedy. But he's like this rich white guy. So the comedy comes out weird because he's still saying like, you know, uh, a brother die, leave a, uh, you know, a white man die, leave a will. Brother die, leave a bill. You know, like that sort of just. <laughs> and it's like a white guy saying it's like oh my god but you know it's like keying into like you know the reason why that joke works as a black guy saying is because like well the, the person who's oppressed can say that joke the person who's oppressing that that hits a little weirder it's like what are you are you trying to like revel in that like why are you making that joke? you know what i'm saying right. um and so it's interesting seeing this sort of level of that where it's like you know the this level of like oh him talking to Regina at first and being like, hey, I'm just trying to talk to you as a black person. It's like, oh, good to see another black person. And, you know, her as an old white woman in this body going like, what? What's wrong with... <laughs> you know, yeah, like... Her is a, like yeah, there, there's so many moments. Like, I remember originally watching, like, something ain't right. But then you go back and watch it again, and you're like, oh, dog, all of the flags were there. Right. Like, that, and let, let's get one thing straight. I don't think I've ever seen a black woman with a 50s perm like that who is <laughs> under the age of, of 45. Since the no, freaking, sorry, uh, under the age of yeah, 65. Yeah, the Ronettes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, th- this woman is 39 with the haircut clearly of an old black woman named Georgina. Yeah. And I'm like, clearly trying to, you know, hide uh, yeah. something. But, um, yeah, you, you like eight years older than me. Some don't seem right about that haircut. And then just like the speech patterns and everything that they had. You know, particularly when you get to the, um, to the, oh, I didn't want to be a snitch. And she looks at him like a deer in the headlights, like, 
fuck. Yeah. What does that mean? And what is this Negro talk? Uh, A tattletale. And I'm just like, oh! Right, right. (laughs) And it's interesting to, like, see this sort of, like, play happening. Because this is like, yeah, like, this is awkward. This is an awkward moment because, like, well, if this is an old white person, he probably wouldn't even be talking to them like this. He, he wouldn't be saying, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be saying, like, oh, my God, another, well, I mean, you wouldn't be saying that specific phrase. But, like, and, and, and now it's, like, it's not, like, like, a phrase like that is not even that serious as a phrase. It's not, like, saying, like, oh, my God, another black person, let's huddle right. together. No, it's just a sort of, like, joking thing, oh, between us saying, like, oh, my God, another black person, like, now we gotta, like, you know, talk to shit, like, you know, hey, you know. It's, it's yeah. a sort of, like, a, a, a term of endearment sort of phrasing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, another black person. So, like, it's not that serious. And if a white person overheard that, you know, they would probably think, like, oh, my God, are these black people really in distress like that? Like, you know, there would be that right. sort of reaction, right? But to it's be the like, overthinking, it's just like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's I'm what so I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, there's a certain cultural understanding that like you just kind of would miss if you're just like don't understand like the way that we would just be talking to each other casually you know yeah because just like some i i one of the other weddings i was at is i was this is a very right wedding the guy that was the bartender was a black guy (laughs) get it but the the bartender was a black guy and i'm just like hey bro so uh what's up (laughs) because i'm just like because it's one of those moments where it's just like i mean we both have eyes that work (laughs) we we know what's going on here it's just you and me (laughs) it's just you and me dog and you serving the liquor so it's like how are you doing today brother (laughs) and then there's just that that mutual it's like the nod yeah which i don't i don't think there's an equivalent in white culture but you know you just walk around and granted this might be more of a dude thing than a race thing, because I think I've even done this in Japan. But it's like, hey. but you just see see somebody else, and as a man, you nod, and that's just like, I'm a man, you're a man. We acknowledge the other one exists, <laughs> and we keep it moving. So there, there's just certain, like, tiny cultural ex- things that are just unspoken. Hmm. Be it, like, culture of gender, culture of race, culture of shit, music taste, whatever. Is you know, and... And mm. these are the red flags because those are absent. Mm. And oh, and this is the you know go, bringing it you know directly back to the movie and the paternal racism thing, right? It's like it's that sort of like you know it feels good to to you know uh, to think that way because it starts from a place of holding up a previously mistreated race, you know. So it feels like a good thing to think by comparison, but it can still mm. lead to it can still have that slippery slope thing that can lead to like a darker you know, implications and right. conclusions, uh, especially with, you know, a lot of white people, like, look, everyone's racist, uh, everyone's, you know, every guy is sexist, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everyone is... Every, little, everybody like, fits some ism. Yeah, and, and it's not... It, <laughs> Beyonce is an ableist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she is, and it's not that you're, she's automatically... You're actively evil. It's not that sort of thing. It's just that right. we all do have these passive things that we don't think about because the background radiation of our culture is to accept certain things that are kind of fucked up, but it's not our fault that we didn't, yeah. like that we accepted it Did, it's the fault of the previous yeah. generation that didn't like fucking you know do anything about you know what i mean now it yeah, is our yeah, job no. to change that but like it, yeah you you can't really know it's an issue till somebody really brings it to your attention exactly like, the, exactly like there's there's a blanket base amount of respect where it's just like you know in a generic sense it's like yeah you should treat people respectfully but no one teaches you about like the experience of disenfranchised individuals however that may kind of present itself so by by default, it's like you you can only function within your you have to seek out that knowledge. So it's like I can't speak on 
the th- the like positives and negatives that are exhibited throughout you know like Chinese American culture. Right. And it's like I I can probably more than likely most people can kind of speak on the engagement with like white American culture just because it's the dominant one. And then whatever culture we experience, right, right, be that overlap or not. But unless you like and, legitimately talk to them, you're not going to get the nuances of what you know their their issues are or or their uh, societal concerns. But um, yeah, bring it back to the movie. So just to talk more about the characters, I, originally I remember mm-hmm. watching the movie and I didn't like the brother as much for being so like egregiously that logical endpoint of racism, right? Like he is the um, you know. Like the oh, hy- he's, he's, a, the he's, a, pr- internet- he's a private school white, huh? He's a private school white. He, I went to high school. He's the hyper white. internet boy, you know, yeah. version of the alt. Like, I don't want to say alt right. Like, he's he's pre he's not alt right yet, but he's like Reddit phase. Yeah, it, it's that thing. He's he's a manosphere. He's a manosphere. In white. the way that his dad also thinks that black people are superior. He sees that, you know, black people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's a scene where he's talking like, oh, yeah, you play he, sports? What do you play? Oh, yeah. you probably- He's a Joe Rogan fan. And yes. that That's exactly. <laughs> see what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah, down, I vote for down Bernie to the and MMA. I want to make weed legal. But, you know, we all know black people probably have, like, an extra bone in their leg or something, right? Like, I remember my dad telling You know yeah, what I'm it's saying? The, like, it's the quick, quick t- Twitch muscle fiber Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> ready to explore. It's like, no, but you see, like, the black guys, you know, they have these muscle fibers they're gonna, which it's like that's a weird thing to bring up at dinner. But, but you know what I'm that's trying what to say. And like, but whereas the dad can contain it and just say it in a way that sounds very nice and paternal. Oh, the, uh, uh, Jesse Owens was so much better than my dad, and he showed that Nazi uh, Hitler. And y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It's you... it's a lot cleaner. Where it's like, I mean, we as black people, we can pick up that it's weird. <laughs> but he's just like, it's a lot more organized versus the brothers. Like, so bro, you play sports? Yeah, right. I lax. But personally, you know. I like to watch African traditional wrestling to, you know, inspire me and hype me up. Like he, he's the type that would listen to Meek Mill and say all the niggas. And mm-hmm. it's like, Whoa. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, the only question I had was what were they going to do? What was the mom going to do if he didn't have a smoking issue? Like th- that's one of the plot. Okay. Getting into so, it. So, so talking about that, at least what I interpreted in going back, watching it and why that was an issue because smoking is an addiction that can, you know, impacts your brain because it's, it's, you know, mental and physical. Um, I think it, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, there's the maternal aspect of what she said, where she's like, well, I don't want you smoking around my daughter. That's my kid. Come on. You know, I want you to kick this habit. But other, on the other hand, if you're selling his body, you don't want it already to come predisposed mm, with an addiction. I see what you're saying. So when it got to the smoking and then she essentially cured him of it, I'm like, she's trying to get out, work out all the kinks. Mm, purifying before, him, quote unquote. Yeah, to before she pawns him off. Yeah. Which I'm like, damn. Because it's like, that's, that's, that's a flaw in his black perfection. In yeah, his yeah. black excellence. And also, I mean, were. having a mom who, you know, um, who had died when he was young, and that seems to be a traumatic moment for him. Uh, that was also a thing I was thinking about, like, okay, what... Okay, so this is what I think is interesting about, ca- like, villain characters, right? Like, I like watching mm-hmm. movies, especially the second time and thinking, you know, the first time you watch a movie, you don't understand what the, who's the good... Why the, you know, a person who t- ends up being the villain is doing what they're doing, right? As you're watching the movie, like, mm-hmm. how many of these people 
involved are like the bad guys is the girl you know is the girlfriend involved you know what i'm saying like is is, is it just the dad you know like as you're watching it right like it's that sort of thing um and uh so you know when you get to this level of like um them doing the the psychology on them like i kind of think like okay what would they have gone after yeah like if you didn't have the you know the issue with his mom because that was unrelated and them hitting the deer like that became this sort of yeah. it's like this thing that you can lightly call back to of like oh him not wanting to leave something behind and i guess it is kind of call, call back at the end right where he's like oh he doesn't want to leave the regina character behind uh after the accident Georgina. Yeah, Georgina, that was her name. But, like, you know, it's that thing, as you're watching it, you're like, you idiot, what are you doing? What are you doing? No. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, and especially when Allison was like, Grandma. And, but, right. And, and I, but it's definitely a moment where just, like, as a black man, you know, we got to look out for black women. <laughs> we do. And I think he, w- he his heart was in the right place. Right. He did not realize that bitch was possessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, it's like, look, it's like, you know what, bro, you being a strong man, because... He hit her ass with a car hard. I dead. I really thought she was gone. And then he put her in the whip. But, I mean, his first thought is get out of there. And then, you know, that that man guilt is like. I did just hit okay. a woman with a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's like, maybe I can save the both of us. Maybe she's deep down. You know, the real chick in Georgina still in there. Yeah. Maybe we can save her. I mean, her. well, he thinks because he's able to flashy thing the other guy. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I neuralize her with my camera phone light. Maybe I can just right. hit her with two flashes and right, you know, right. we can we can we can get her back. Yeah, yeah. Nah, bro. Uh don't save her. She wasn't <laughs> trying to be saved. She wasn't I tried to be saved. Um but um yeah, yeah. Uh oh, and that's what I was thinking. Like so at first but I was I was thinking to myself, but why is the brother acting like that way if he knows that, you know, they're trying to size him up and all that stuff? Like why would he be being why would he right. not be able to contain himself you know like if they know they're trying to put on an act but then i was also thinking oh wait they know he's not getting away this black dude's like trapped here you know what i'm saying and so it's like of course the brother is allowed to be just kind of like you know be not containing shittiness you know this guy black dude's not getting away so they're able to you know he's able to size him up and say kind of what he wants like that that's the liberty that this brother has right to to speak kind of shitty the way he does you know and of course the sister can play it off like oh my brother he's just being an asshole you know oh the, the that uh, oh my god like i said calling to, to the like the black dude kind of noting that hey this guy's speaking a little racist what's going on here and then yeah. the the white girlfriend be like oh don't worry about that and all that. like oh, i've oh, oh my god oh babe it's it's okay the, uh, the down like, you know what my, of the, yeah. my girlfriend said it's all right it's what's the worst that could happen like i swear <laughs> to god i had this moment with someone that i had date, dated who was white and like you know like i try not to think yeah. two ways about it but then i had a moment where i was like oh wait a minute like, you know, I uh, before they introduced me to one of uh, their uncles or something like that, they were like, oh, you know, he's just a conspiracy theorist. He's so, like, he has all these conspiracies. And uh, it was about the time when I had about five minutes of conversation that I realized the conspiracy theories all had to do with Muslims and them coming over and setting up Sharia law. Yeah, we need like, to stop him from doing that. because that, I'm like, Ugh, I think that's just <laughs> racism. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's a lot of phobia, but, you know. I had a similar battle with, with, uh, with this, with a white woman that i had dated where, where it was definitely that that conversation is like oh no my is like up in rural pennsylvania it's just like oh my dad would like you because you know you're you're like different from other black oof. guys and i'm like oof <laughs> and then in hindsight big it's like oof. oh i know what you mean but oof <laughs> big oof <laughs> just try to sweep that one under the racist rug <laughs> It's like no, no. You're, it's like you're cool. He won't feel not, like scared by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, you're not, like, scary black chick. You're, you're like, regular black. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, getting back to, like, the, the movie and the family and everything, it's just, um, especially with the, the brother, it's, and that's what I mean, is, like, all these characters slot into more modern mm, stereotypes. stereotypes. This, yeah. is def- this is definitely the guy that, like, he'd probably, you know, he's a nigga, in a rap song. Oh, but he'd sure. be like, nah, bro, nah, but I love rap. He's like, bro, bro, Lil Wayne. I love rap Go ever since rap sure. started in 1991 with like yeah. MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. I love it, man. You know, like that. Yeah, hit you, <laughs> hit you with uh, some, some random shit. It's like, bro, bro, Diddy, totally underrated. It's like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> that, that would, that would get, I might walk home from that. It's like, you know what? I'm out. Something's not right here. It's like, you, you, did you even filter what you were thinking when you said that? <laughs> bro, bro, I have the most fire mixtape. It's like, I don't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who slept on? Tech 9. That just reversed back uh, in the house. I'm like, wait a minute. He might have said something. <laughs> but, um, uh, okay, now, another thing. Again, I'm going to I'm gonna poke at uh, another hole here that I felt with mm-hmm. the plot. The closet reveal. Um. Like oh okay, it's, that scene felt just a little bit tipping over into wait. How are we going to reveal him finding out about the past lovers? Because like, yeah. why would she keep pictures in the closet right next to where they were sleeping for the night? Because like for him, crazy motherfuckers keep trophies. <laughs> uh, look at Dexter. Uh, oh my god, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> it, I, well, not. Uh, I mean, quote, so I'm, oh yeah, Jeffrey I'm going to keep this picture of of this hot chick that I wanted to bang, who's now my grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean, think I mean Jeffrey Dahmer kept trophies. Crazy psycho bitches be keeping trophies. Psycho killer. So it's like Kaskasay, dead ass. So it's like, <laughs> which but, translating but, that is. Hilarious. But my issue being, it's like, oh, the door just happened to be open, and he just happened to look over. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, how else would this have been set up? You know what I mean? Like that's true. Yeah, it, it is a little bit of a plot, a minor plot convenience, but I'm I. I kind of let it pass because when it it, it then recontextualizes her relationship well, now, with us. Now, this is what I mean by, like, character motivation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about, like, at first I was like, oh, because, you know, he sees the pictures and he's, like, you know, looking at, like, oh, you know, first he's seeing all these men. Then he sees a woman and he's like, wait, but that looks like, hey, hold on a second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait a goddamn uh, minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at first you're like, that oh, she's just a little chocolate chase. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at first I was thinking, oh. That's the thing that made me think, maybe she's not aware of what's happening. Because, like, why would she allow that to be seen? Like, maybe she's thinking, oh, I've dated all of these people, and, you know, you know, it just never worked out. But, you know, that's what I was thinking at first. But then I had the thought of, like, but wait a minute. She told him she had never dated a black person before. <laughs> like, mm. that was my flip mm. moment of, mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's getting suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Some ain't right. And so when it gets to that part of like, oh, I can't find my keys. Oh, I can't find my keys, babe. I was like, the fact that it was labored, you know, was kind of like, yeah, like oh. I was like, wait, babe, wait. I'm finding the keys. I'm I'm definitely looking for the keys. I'm like, nigga, run. You're right. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> get out of there. A minute ago, like. <laughs> It's like, oh, dog. That was, it's like, it's like, fuck it. We'll call a taxi. Get your phone. Right. That's a, that. Okay. I guess there is one that I just realized that that is like a minor or a weird plot thing. Um, now I'm not saying that people don't do this or can't do this, um, but you know the whole the whole subplot line involving his his phone dying because it wasn't charged. Oh yeah. yeah. Which 
that happens. I am intrigued that he doesn't use his phone that much. Like he that he didn't have it on him that like, much. Yeah, he does call. Yeah, like why would you not just have it on? Like he does call his phone. Um, he does call uh, uh, his friend a couple of times. Sure, I think like two or yeah. three times at least. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, he, he takes a picture. Oh yeah, in the one scene where they go out and meet all of the all of the other white we'll, people who say really, we'll get to that because that's that's a whole diatribe and exploration in itself. Just like uh, and what it leads up to, which is just. Oh, it's it, it just sends home that me- that narrative of just like the lack of self awareness of the of the liberal. White but but America. like well, in a typical situation, it would be the lack of self awareness. But in this situation, it's recontextualized. The way that they're speaking yeah. is recontextualized to now just be the looking at them as the piece of meat. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. brings that subtext it's, to the um, forefront of like, ooh, you are this great looking black guy. Ooh, you do look like you could run faster. And oh man, when we get to the 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 artist, it's the curator dude. Ooh, I really got yeah. something to say. I got some fire for his ass. But yeah, what are you gonna yeah, say? it's 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 the fetishization of Sarah Bartman all over mm-hmm. again. Like it's it's that whole white fascination with like black her people are body cooler. And, black people are yeah, they're hipper, yeah, they're faster. It, it, the, and the one that got me was um where where I guess we can d- get into yeah, that yeah let's scene. just go um where where it begins where like the first flag is that white woman that's like it's like wow he's handsome look at him and she just grabs his bicep yeah and just like I'm caresses like, it it's like it's like uh pardon <laughs> it's like somebody need to say something now, that's the thing like as an just American like, black person I'd be like excuse me you know like there would be a little like, bit oh, more okay. of a uh, <laughs> It's like, uh, ma'am, <laughs> that's a little personal space. Back the fuck up. There might be even a quick bitch. <laughs> Which, yeah, bitch. And I was wondering if that was also like a metaphor, how some people will just like go grabbing for black people's hair. Mm. So it's basically invading personal space with just no effort to make uh, consent whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And then even in just the super invasive questions of, I was like, so is it true? You know. Oh, that, yeah. When they, start, just they like, started with that, that was such a... You know, the way they just came out the gate with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, like, the, the fake offense from Rose is like, ah, right. wow. Oh, that's wrong. And it's like, bitch. Yeah. And <laughs> I will leave this house now. <laughs> and the fucking, um, so, yeah, let's just talk about the fucking art curator guy who is blind yeah. and is talking to, you know, uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's Chris. character and being like, hey, you know, I heard you got a great eye and bastard like me i'm an art curator but i'm going blind and so like you know i can't fucking do art anymore and so there becomes a sort of like thing where you like you want to be sympathetic with him at first it's like oh that sucks you know and he, maybe he's trying to support this you know young artist who's trying to do his thing yeah. like, oh that's kind of cool like stay in contact <laughs> nah. yeah yeah and then you see the blind auction the blind auction that, or silent the auction, blind auction. <laughs> that happened what the slave auction the slave auction they uh, had with yeah. bingo cards <laughs> with the pictures that they printed of him yeah, that like in a big ass frame. I'm like, where did they have this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? And um, but this is what I find fascinating about his character, right? Because he mm-hmm. is the oh. Remember later on in the movie, he says, oh, you know, when they talk to him, it's like, oh, it, you know, apparently it helps to talk through the process. Uh, you know, it helps you be integrated with the process more. Um, so he says, uh, you know, some people want to be cooler, be faster, but but he says, don't lump me in with those racists, though. I, I just want your eye, man. You know, so and like that so pulls at like the the real like 
coded racism <laughs> underneath. Like, no, right. no, no, I'm not I don't, racist. I can't see race. I'm, I'm colorblind. I'm just Literally. using the tools that these racist people, this racist institution is using that targets black people. But I'm not the racist. I'm just yeah. taking advantage of the opportunity. I'm not racist. I'm just using the thing. That's, you know. I'm not racist, but I'm using the tools that racism gave me. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, well, I have no ill will towards black people. I'm not, like, I don't want to hang black people. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't want to, like, yeah, hang yeah, black yeah. people. I wouldn't, like, shoot yeah, a black person or anything like that. But you still don't actually care when things would affect them. It's, like, it's all these different, like, colors and flavors of, like, the, this racist, the, the, the sort of paternal racism that I think this movie kind of digs at. Um, but, uh, but, but. And, and going off what you what you mentioned about the um the the blind curator and everything, I think it's interesting and it's and it ties into uh also something that happens earlier in the in the around the auction that whole auction sequence as that like unfolds over time is that he gets the question uh, at one point and then he speaks to um Lakeith Stanfield's character where they're talking about you know what's it what is it like to have the quote unquote African American experience which is the first clue um mm-hmm. but I think it's an interesting parallel of the blind guy saying, I just want your eyes. So it's like, so let's think about the context of this. You, you're blind. You want to basically invasion of the Negro snatchers into someone else's body as a blind man to, you know, to see the, the, I, I, what came to mind is I think in a weirdly misguided way, there's because of that cultural blind spot. I think Mm. there are white people that, want the black experience they want to so see bad the black you know yeah it, i, li- they're, I they're, literally i literally want to see the world metaphor here <laughs> yeah it's like it's making a metaphor become reality of just like i want to see the world through your eyes and going back to that conversation it's like oh how do you feel about like what the african-american experience is because it, it, what what i think of a couple of, of one of the undercurrent themes is like in a literal sense, everybody wants to be a nigga, but <laughs> everybody want to be no, a nigga, but, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. <laughs> exactly. Even down to it's like thinking about it's like all those black people that were there didn't go like Lakeith Stanfield character. It he says verbatim, he's like, "Oh well, you don't let me get out the house much." Yeah, they don't leave that much. Georgina and and Walter don't really leave the oh, house. Butler and maid around the house. Yeah. Yeah, they butler and maid around the house, but they're probably not out, like, get granted, you know, their characters have been, their corpses have been, like, missing, you know, their their Allison's exes and shit. So, it's like, these are people that have been missing and probably aren't getting out much. So, it's like, exactly to that point, you want to be in a black body, but you don't want to live and walk Mm. around the actual society as a black person. Really engaging with, with what that would mean. Um, this is what I find yeah. interesting, actually, when I say, like, it's funny is that he says, I want to you know, really talk about, like, a character moment, just like on a person-to-person thing, too, right? Because it's like, he says, mm-hmm. I want your eye. Well, having someone else's eye, it's like, so that, yeah, that he could, you know, uh, go through this process and do that thing and, and use the expertise that he thinks he'll be able to have if he's looking through this man's eyes. But really think about that. It's just like, says who? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what is the... Something that he will still be able to have the expertise that uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character actually has. You know, it's not like it, right. it's an actual thing that uh, you know uh, 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 
you know, a lever that you can pull and, and you can see the same way that he's able to capture certain things, you know? People are different. They're capturing things different ways based on how they're, you know, the experiences that they've lived through and things like that right. and whatever, what have you, you know? And, but, and also what I think that parallels to is the, you know, the other characters trying to be like black people, but as we see with, you know, the, the, the maid and, and with uh, uh, Keith Stanfield's character, you know, like, they're not actually embodying the mannerisms of those black people. So what is the no. guarantee that he'll have this person's exact eye for taking pictures? You know, he just assumes yeah. that because, well, a black person's, uh, this black person's eye must be better because, well, you know, he's, he's, it, he's black. And, and, and what black it boils, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and what it boils down to, it's like, it's not a physical advantage. You know why Chris is good at taking photos the way chris does because it has to do with chris's identity right and chris's right, lived right. experience it's not about having the eyes it's about the person that has those eyes and if you get rid of that person which innately this process does mm. you will not ever get that so even if he succeeded he would have failed right right oh one that we can't not talk about the fact that at the auction was an asian guy i mean think about the stereotypes of asian men compared to black men Mm, mm. Oh, that were started by specifically. Uh, let's make it clear: uh, jealous ass white dudes who were mad yes. that they were like Filipino. I think I think that's what it stems back to. It's like if you go back to it, it's like Filipino Asians coming over to America in California, and like because they couldn't bring women over because of some sort of like you know sexist shit that was in place. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, th- it was it, like, it oh, look to... at these handsome like Filipino boys, and then it was like, well, no, they're not handsome. They're actually effeminate, and da-da-da. you know what I mean? Is that right. sort of thing? Yeah, so it's like, you know, you, you might have some level of emasculation of Asian men and then this hypersexuality of black men. Mm-hmm. And that is a very clear intersection that can be... I mean, you know, dating app statistics. Mm. Asian men and black women are the lowest. There's a level of, like, cultural uh, envy mm. that could definitely make somebody like, well, if you have the means of access, it's like, well, I always wanted to be, like, a cool black guy. I, a lot of this narrative has to do with like envy in a way, it, but it shows up in different ways because it's like, you know, a, a lot of the white people there, they're in positions of privilege and power, but they're maybe envious of like, oh, this guy runs a little faster. Oh, a thing that I could, fat- yeah, feel like I, I just can't physically do, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's just something that's just out of my reach. Now, we, we don't really understand the motivation for Georgina. I could only assume like youth, but also yeah. like, um, something that I don't think they take into account that, that just occurred to me. Think about Georgina's hair. Well, uh, and, and, and the fact that she wears, like, where is it, you know, mm. permed and bobbed. Well, she does admire herself in the mirror. So I was thinking also, like, oh, black women are more beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. because black don't crack. Because right. it's like, so it's also, you know, and she, she's not that far removed from, uh, the actress is not that far removed from Daniel Kalua. So, um, and she dated uh, Rose too. So it's like, age wise, she, she's young. She's beautiful, but right. if I keep my hair the way that I like to keep my hair, I don't have to really worry as much. Yeah, yeah. Boy, will she find out when the summertime hits and that humidity yeah. whoops her ass, or if it rains and it oh, turns right. into just like a mess. But it's like, but she also, she doesn't have to. De- she's removed from black society. Yeah. She's removed from black culture, so she doesn't have to deal with like, you know, if you walk into a a hair care store with fucked up hair, dog. <laughs> like you don't have to deal with black people roasting you yeah. you get to stay and you somehow manage to navigate being in 
white culture and staying in white acceptability as a black person, which that shit didn't even happen on Fresh Prince. Let's make that perfectly mm. clear. They couldn't even escape that. Mm. And they were there. Uh-huh. So it's like you, you get to you get to ex, you get to exist in a black body in the fantasy that you always wanted it to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At, at the expense of nigga. literal Everybody black bodies. <laughs> exactly. I hope they start so hanging niggas again. I'm going to find out who's black. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, put me back. Put me back. <laughs> Send me back. Uh, but yeah, so going going uh, into the the thick of the plot though, right when he gets you know oh, yeah, yeah. kidnapped and put into the the seat and things like that. So uh, there was another question that I kind of had in my head. Okay, so the scene where he gets out and he beats up the brother, and then like you know the doctor is the father's like where, where the hell is my son? Where where do he go? And then he looks in the hallway and he looks to the left and then he looks to the right and there doesn't seem to be anyone there and then Daniel Cluey just kind of comes up with the big ass deer head and attacks him and it's like this weird yep. thing where it's just like well where the hell was he hiding in that hallway where he wouldn't have been noticed <laughs> like, get his ass <laughs> I mean now it's it's enjoyable in the moment because especially when you're watching it for the first time as a horror movie thing you're like whoa the horror is the flip of him attacking these people now <laughs> you know the enjoyment of, of the kill is not of uh, you know other people, you know, the victims being killed, it's of, you know, the victim taking the power back, which is like a, a dope right. little flip there, you know? What, what, what do they call that? Uh, 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 re-appro- not reappropriation. Um, reclamation. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like he's reclaiming his his blackness from the evil yeah, white By stabbing them but... with the deer head because yeah. it's a metaphor. It, it, it's, it's taking the master's tools. Message. <laughs> <laughs> He gets to the, the the white girlfriend listening to listening to music and eating Fruit Loops one at a time, which is one of those like which very iconic e- evil looking. Yeah, that's like simultaneously weird, but like insidious. Like, yeah, like it's one of the, that's that's way too specific. It's like, damn, she separates her Fruit Loops. What the fuck does she do to Skittles? Okay, it's one of those things where I think about it in terms of like. It's useless in terms of like a, an actual telling you something about the evilness of the character, right? It's just like a random thing, right. like that. That's like something like a. It's like that's a that's a very weird. Like with OCD it's not like they taste like, different. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> but like it's purely to look menacing. Clearly, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, but I'm, I mean, think about her when she was on the phone with Rod and like. Now that was a again, great character moment. That, see, bro, where is the other the acting? I'm where, like, where, God where, damn, where, she's good. Yeah, whereas the eating the you know eating thing looks like it just looked like a cool like oh let's get the shot of this and it doesn't <laughs> really James Bond villain look, shit. Yeah, it just looks villainous, right? But the scene <laughs> where she actually acts and does the sort of like I'm actually having like a stone face while I'm just doing the white girl affectation, uh, you know, the, the scared white girl affectation. Oh my god, where yeah. is he? As she like looks stone face, but that her was face like, is she completely lord. Give this woman her her Emmy. <laughs> yeah, because like she was like when I going back and watching, like this is just a good ass acting moment. Because you yeah. you know how there's like those things that'll go around TikTok. It's like try laughing but keeping a straight face. Yeah, right. That's essentially what she was doing the whole time. But she went through different moods. She went from like scared to like concerned, but then to like horny. Yeah, but like fake horny. It's like. I know you've been watching me, Rod. And I'm like, yeah. he's like, bitch, fuck you. Ah, I don't want to talk anymore. And he hangs up like that, scheming, bitch. And I'm just like, Rod, Rod is definitely all of us. He was recording. It, it's one of those things that's like, oh, shit, that's slick. You know, changing the subject. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like just being and um, ma- and giving the avoiding. alibi of like, oh, did, didn't you want to have sex with me? Like, you know, I know you yeah, see like, me. You know, like it's yeah. like I saw you staring, Rod. Which unfortunate, and it's also set up earlier in the movie where he's like, hey, boy, you got yourself a good one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> be careful right. that white girl. You know, she probably nasty. He's like, all right, nigga, <laughs> hangs up. <laughs> but but no, she was like, but yeah, the whole thing of just like separating the Fruit Loops is like, damn, your racism runs so deep. You separate, you separate <laughs> Fruit Loops, bitch. They don't even taste different. That's yeah. like separating. Yeah, that's what they like, like. You separate M and M's for fun, but if you sep, yeah, if you if you separate M and M's, that's kind of normal. That's just fun. Skittles, same idea. Well, but if you separate different Fruit flavors, Loops, you know. Yeah, if you yeah, again, those two, you know, those are different flavors. M and M's, you already know it's all chocolate. Mm. If you separate Fruit Loops, you might be a psychopath. <laughs> You you might be a uh, against society because it's like no now, okay right I want I want to get into one last bit that kind of like yeah. threw me a bit with how the movie ended um in the in the like the sort of big character moment for for her as the villain um mm-hmm. so he starts like you know she get, you know shoots at him um um but I think oh yeah the dad gets the granddad gets flashed. And so, like the dad is it? Yeah. He like says like, no, give me the oh, gun, I'll actually. do it. And then he sh- he yeah, get him, grandpa. Yeah, yeah. He shoots at her, and then like you know shoots himself, and then mm-hmm. he goes over like because she's still alive and starts going for the gun, and he like he, you know throws it to the side and starts. St- it's one of those things choking where like, her. Yeah, strangling her. And it, at first, it's this thing where it's like I'm thinking like, okay, you kicked the gun. I'm like, why not just take the gun and finish the job first? To- uh, oh dog, but yeah, because my first thought is I'm like fingerprints around the throat. Right? Ah, they gonna get his ass. Yeah. But, but okay, that that's his, that was his first mistake. Okay, but second of all, he like he starts strangling her, and then he stops. Like he doesn't have the heart to do. Like it, I didn't realize how this played out when I watched it. It seems a little messier mm-hmm. than I remember because he stops. Like he doesn't have the heart to do it. But yeah. she looks especially at him. when she's like, "I love you." Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, "Ooh," but I'm like, "Wait, are you like, are you falling for this at this point?" Like, it's like, it's like, dog, come on, come on, what man. What I was thinking is, you're going in for this intimate kill. Like, she could kick you in the balls. She could, you know what I'm saying? Get a rock and hit yeah. you. Like, what are you doing right now? You know, it kept throwing me off because, like, because in the middle of her strangle, him strangling her, she looks at him kind of evil. Like, like she's yeah. not even being affected. She got that by evil it. white girl smile. Yeah, go ahead, bitch, kill me. But then, but the so this is the sequence of events. He strangles her. She looks at him evil, mm-hmm. like "Go ahead, kill me." And then he stops, like he doesn't have the heart to do it. Then she looks mm-hmm. a little like, "Wait, why did you stop? What's going on? Are you actually like? Did you actually go for that?" And yeah. then you see the cop car <laughs> that <approach>. worked. <laughs> yeah. So and then you see the cop car approach, and then she looks and say, and then I remember in the theater having that moment of, "Oh no, oh, fu- yeah, I was, I was." <laughs> Dog, I was about to break down the theater. I'm like, no, we can't have shit on this mortal coin. Oh, I was like, this man's fucked. He is not getting a fair trial. Yeah, I'm like, dog, you're going under the jail. You killed a white. They caught you in 4K, candid camera. Yeah, but then of course it turns out to be TS motherfucking A. Um, but but this but this was my issue. Watch, thinking about it originally, I thought it was just, oh, he tries to choke her. Police show up. Oh damn! What ha- what's gonna happen now? But no, right. it's a, it's a way more messier. Where like I said, it's like he's Archie Joker. She looks at him as if she's got some sort of, you know, uh, uh, yeah, like a like a, yeah sleeve. hidden deck somewhere. Like oh, the grandma just yeah. came to and was about to hit him. But no, that doesn't happen. And then it's nope, just kind of 
It just felt like they probably planned for something to go a certain way and then like maybe filmed two both ways. Well, to to... that is what happened. Oh, yeah, because you're about to get because... into it, right? Yeah. Okay, so le- yeah, so let's get into... Um, now, I haven't gotten to actually like sit down and see it because I'm like, I don't think my heart can take this. So apparently uh-huh. what had happened I've seen was, the alternate version, I think. I remember seeing it I, being really disappointed. Yeah, I, being like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go with this. Yeah, so the original ending... Chris got arrested by the police after strangling Rose. Uh, and instead of rescuing Chris, Rod sees him in jail. He has him for information about the Armitage at the family from the movie. And Chris just kind of tells him that everything's fine. Now, uh, Peel's original intention is to be like, I mean, yeah, bro, just the reality of, of the situation. Like, even if it's the most justified, don't, don't you, yeah. as the white person saying this, realize how the, the flip yeah. of, oh, but he's black, so you know how this is going to go down. But, but apparently... By the time production had started, uh, black people were getting shot. Ooh. To you know the, you know, um, to you know to quote Lindsay Ellis, and then they shot the black people, right? Like, <laughs> uh, so Peel decided after that, and then some test screenings, he did he changed it to a happy ending. And but he'd still, but he still gives you that oh shit moment when the cop car rolls. Yeah, up. because it is a horror comedy movie, which is the beautiful sort of double tag there like the social commentary yeah. yet it's funny so it's like, yet it's horrifying because you know like oh no and yet you're like oh wait so you could either yeah, it like really is you can either have that reaction of oh no you know how this is gonna fucking go or oh my god fuck he's fucked you know what i mean like you really can have both yeah, there, reactions. there's a there's a collective like sigh of relief when you realize that it's rod from the tsa right. because like every every black person in that theater is just like well, shit, it, it's like both uh, all fuck and then just resign. It's like, guess he's going to jail, probably <laughs> death row. It's like, it, it's like at best life, it worth death sentence because like they got you with your arms, with your hands around the white girl's neck. Right. You ain't going, you ain't never going to be free again, <laughs> yeah. my dog. Kiss that dog goodbye. You're Kiss your homie goodbye. You're going to get Emmett tilled out this motherfucker. Bro, it's like you ain't never recovering. Like you know what they do to black men that kill white women? We don't hear about like, that. Emmett Till uh, allegedly, which means he fucking didn't uh, whistle at a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Allegedly, back in like the, what the 1940s and 50s, yeah, yeah. and then that evil bitch came out and said, "I lied." Oh my god! And they also like lost, g- lost <laughs> like the um the police warrant and shit. I'm just like, boy, he's in crow. But any yeah. fucking way. <laughs> Yeah, send her ass to jail. But yeah, um, solid ass movie. One or two issues, but I don't think it really stops the movie from uh, still being an enjoyable thing. And, and like I said, I think they, I think they ultimately really did make the right choice. Not just uh, uh, in the moment of seeing it at the moment and being like, you know, when it came out of the first pop of like, oh my god, and then the subversion of expectation. But I think also it's just that is just like a better ending to just go for in general of yeah. like the, oh snap, like you know. Uh, like it's like this is a severe underdog situation. Yeah, I think it works better in the grand scheme of things as just a narrative unfolding of yeah, the plot. Because, because I mean, there's there's not really like at worst, Chris has moments where he's a little ignorant, but also contextually, and I guess it ties into what you mentioned about your point at the end. He does really love Rose to the point where he like. Can't even bring himself to to foot. He should have killed her, yeah. but I under I can understand. And, and also, you know, the moment's you, kind of gone when you like have that extra. Like in the moment, you're angry that she just shot at you, sure. But then, as soon as you like, kind of like have that extra second, that it's like, oh no, this is now premeditated murder. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like we go like, hey, uh, L- Lil Rel, awesome, you're here. Let's kill this bitch and then go, you know, like, yeah, that wouldn't like be the... satisfying. <laughs> right. So, so it's like, Chris, like, at, at worst, you could call him like a little, he ignores some kind of clear flags, but they're not like loud like he acts pretty logically through the movie and he's just i think the only thing is he gives himself a little bit of grace but that's that's been his character also even at the beginning of the movie he's pretty gracious because of rose yeah rose rose i think pulls down that because because she's close to him because mm-hmm. he loves her kind of pulls him down and makes him a little bit more and, you know a little bit more giving of uh, imp- letting more shit pass and, well like, and if it's obvious it's yeah and, and what, i would also say this much too it's just like you know he didn't know they were doing like body swap shit right you're think he's probably just thinking oh it's just that run-of-the-mill you know the, the liberal white people i deal with when i'm trying to yeah, do photo shows just, just like a trying weird. to be nice but they're really being awkward about the race thing and they could just be treating me like a person but no they feel awkward about their white guilt so i gotta deal with them saying this you know what i mean like yeah, like, I can't just talk to you like a person. Like, I have to... I think there's this one Open Mike Eagle song where he just goes, like... He has a song. There's a really cool, dope-ass Open Mike Eagle song where he talks about, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, how I'm treated as a black man. I forget how it goes, like, nobody smiles at me because I'm a black man until the show starts. Until then, I'm treated like a ghost fart or something like that. And uh, <laughs> he... It was kind of a bar. Yeah. And... Uh, he he talks about how like it's just like you know the the white kids at the shows who go like try to put on slang to try to like be down. I'm like, dude, just be a person, just just be normal yeah. with me. Like it's okay, you don't have to try to be like, oh, well, now I'm talking to the black people. Let me put on the the respective respecting black people thing. You know, like it was like Kevin, just relax. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah, not that's that the, deep. Not, Kyle, chill. Like, if that's how you talk. Like, that's fine, but you don't have to put that... It's not like when you're talking to a French person, you put on a French accent, you know what I'm saying? Like Right, and it's like, you don't have to, you know, appropriate something that you never use. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but th- it's that sort of thing. Take it to the logical extreme of, well, what if someone has, you know, ulterior motives behind why they're specifically saying that? Oh, yeah, you know, because black people are cooler because of this, and hmm, sizing you up to see if I can swap brains with you. <laughs> Right. But that's the American black horror uh, <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, it, you know, the idea that we are treated as the special thing when really, yeah, we're just like everyone else. We, you know what I mean? We, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, especially after you know your experience at Blurred, like there's a range in diversity to blackness. Just oh, like, for sure. Just like any other ethnic group, we have, you know, it's like we have our eccentricities, we have our highs, we have our lows, we have the positive attributes of our culture, we have the negative attributes. Right, right. But you you cannot engage with only the things that you think are cool mm. just because you think it's cool oh my god it always brings yeah. me back to that outcast lyric uh what did andre 3000 say he said like um well like because like when a lot of people talk about hip-hop you know and they go like oh my god you know mm. i i like the good hip-hop the one that's not just talking about the drugs and, stuff. and it's like there's an element of that it's just like you know it's that like oh you know it's nice that you listen to like something but it's like you know, it's talking about drugs and stuff. It's not automatically a bad thing. You know, it's like, well, so what was it? Was it cool when the white people in the 60s were talking about drugs and now it's bad when black people talk about it? You know what I'm saying? It's that sort of level of like, you know, it's like, no, it's about the content of what the actual artist is saying. Uh, you know, I'm the type right. of person like, I don't care what type of, you know, subject you're talking about. Like, you know, is it, are you making it dope? You know, even if it is a little problematic, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like, oh, glorifying mm-hmm. drugs, like, sure, that's not great. But like, hey, there are people who are having to deal with addiction and they need their music too. And like, are you actually, yeah. like, Im- Dro- you know, are you glorifying that or are you really trying to get people the real like, raw experience yeah, dr- of that? Drop some bars do? about like the, 
drop some country songs about the opioid crisis or like oh. the fentanyl <laughs> issue. No, but, that would be heavy. You know? Um, yeah, it's like do 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 something else. Like just, it's like try some new shit, bro. It's like I'm not hearing, you know, the the Dixie Chicks drop songs about just like we've got a crash in America. It's, but what I mean is, know. it's like you know, um, going back to things like every nigga would dress for the calls, every, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what that Andre, the, what quoting Andre three thousand a lot here. <laughs> like, um, but hey, look, saying like uh, he's wise, yeah. But but he has the one lyric where he goes like a. Uh, he says, you know, he says, uh, oh, I thought there was some person talking to me. He said, like, oh, I thought hip hop was only guns and alcohol. And he goes, well, I said, oh, hell no. But yet it's that, too. It's like you can't discriminate just because you've done read a book or two, you know, like. And, and then he gives mm-hmm. an example. He says, like, think about all the dirty organisms in your body. You know, if I could take a microscope and look at it, would I be like, oh, look, you're this percentage bad because you've got these bad things in you. You know what I'm saying? It's just like there's more than that, you know, like. <laughs> right. It's like the, it's, it's it's bigger than you and me. It's bigger than hip hop. <laughs> well, now that we've uh, made a just circling these hip hop references, let's let's kick this thing out. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. It's been the review new podcast. If you want to support the show, you can always hit up that uh, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash rap critic, where you get to see uh, you get to hear these episodes plus. Uh, get to see Rap Critic episodes early, plus join the Rap Critic Discord to chat with me and fellow fans, as well as if you want to do one-time donations, you can uh, go to ko-fi.com slash Rap Critic, uh, and that's where you can donate however much you want, uh, you know, whenever you want. It doesn't have to be a monthly, like, Patreon, but um, you can get requests if you donate at certain tiers, like if you want a movie review, or if you want a music stream, because I'll be doing my Twitch streams, and I'm trying to get more on my Grizzly about, you know, keeping my schedule on that shit, so, you know, I'm going to be doing those Mondays and Tuesdays, 5.30 to 7.30, yeah, film me so get with it act like you want it that's what i be doing uh will you got any uh plugs <laughs> you gotta throw in for we get up out of now oh for sure for sure i mean you can just um just like i said up top you know check out my content on uh instagram youtube all at will the greatest check out my podcast the ace podcast where we talk all things art culture and entertainment um i think aaron is back on intox and talk tiktok on the he's clock, intoxicated <laughs> he's a, yeah i think he's back on he's tiktok in <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Alexander, sixty-four. Uh, uh ch- and check out uh my my boy, my musician homie, uh, Ephraim Snow Music on Instagram. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. So, uh, until next time, friends. Uh, this has been the Review New Podcast. I'm DJ. I'm Will. And what if he was white? What if he was white? What if he was white? What if he was what if he was white? What if he was white? What if he was white? White, 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 white. What if he was white? What if he was white? What if he was white?